Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind. For the safety of you and others, please make sure all hands, feet, and arms remain inside. And please, watch your children. And now, let the show begin. You're listening to Saturday Morning Rewind with your hosts, Tim and Gary. Grab a bowl of Lucky Charms, put on your hammer pants, hammer pants, hammer Slip on your power glove and relive your childhood with a show dedicated to the love of animation. I am the terror that flaps in the night. Disney. All who come to this happy place, welcome. And so much more. It's time for Saturday Morning Rewind. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind. I'm your host, Tim Nadell. Follow me on Twitter. It's at Saturday Rewind. And I'm your co-host, Gary Lane, and you can follow me on Twitter, at SMRGary. And we have a special guest. Mike, why don't you tell everybody about yourself? I am TFG1 Mike from the GeekCast Radio Network. I've been podcasting for about seven years. I've done just north of 2,600 podcasts in that time. <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> we've got, I think, 80 or... 89 or 90 different interviews that we've done in seven years. Um, some of the memorable ones, we interviewed Rob Paulson twice. Um, I thought for a moment that I nearly pissed off uh, the brain, Maurice LaMarche. I thought I'd never get another interview with him for a certain video game. Sp- oh, my God. I got, I got, I got to tell you guys this story. This is, this is just hilarious. In our, in, our, in our interviews, we usually have set questions and standard questions. So it's one of those things where – we have a certain set of questions like with voice actors, we'll ask them, what's your favorite type of voice acting to do? Because there are different types. You know, you got animation, you got video game, you got, uh, you know, I don't want to say lip syncing, but, you know, match and all that yeah. stuff, whatever else. And, right. and, uh, and Maurice said, you know, the, the interesting thing about video games is you're, you're stuck in a room by yourself and talking to yourself for four, five, six hours a day. And he said, you know, I just just came out of doing a voice for Batman Arkham Asylum. And we're like, oh, can you tell us who it is? And he goes, yeah, I'm voicing Mr. Freeze. No one at that point had found out who was going to be voicing Mr. Freeze in Arkham City. And we didn't ask him at the end, and this is why I ask everybody now that I interview, is there any, at the end of the interview before I get off the call with them, is there anything you want me to edit out? We didn't do that with him. And I was one. I was like, okay, this is Maurice LaMarche. It's the brain. Oh my God, we've got to get this online now. So I immediately edited the thing, got it online within an hour and a half of hanging up with the guy. Some little unknown site, don't even know what the site was, picked it up after we published it. Then IGN got a hold of it because it's oh, no. IGN Batman video game. Yeah. And the next thing I know, I'm like, Oh my God, he didn't want that to be in there. He wasn't. So, and I'm sitting here thinking, and this is like, like in a matter, like we published it at like three o'clock in the afternoon by five 30, I'm sitting here calling his agent and like, like trying to get a hold of the guy. And I'm like, Oh my God, 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 we screwed up. So we got a little bit of notoriety from that. <laughs> um, other, I've interviewed Tara Strong multiple times. I've interviewed uh, Jason Marsden. Uh, who else? Uh, Josh Keaton. Um, there's just there's just so much content. 
But yeah, geekcastradio.com is is the website. Uh, It's it's been a blast in the last seven years. I don't know what I'd be doing if I wasn't doing podcasts. Yeah, I know. I have the same feeling here. Yep. Very cool, man. Very good. I'm so happy to have you on here, though. Even though it's a sad day. I know. I was going to get into that, actually. (laughs) I I would rather we not be recording right now, (laughs) but we are. Um, So we're together because... uh, uh, a Saturday Morning Rewind family member pretty much passed away. I'm saying that because Joey Lasky, he was on our podcast about a year and a half ago. And uh, this is, I, I think it's the first person who's passed away who we've interviewed. So yep. we wanted to give him a nice little send-off. Joe, we love you. And just talk about him just for a little bit. And uh, actually have a brand new interview I did with Bob Bergen. We're going to be talking about Joe. It's a short interview. And then I do some voicemails that I had you guys do listeners call in and uh, a fellow voice actor Greg Berg called in he'll, he'll be the first one that we play near the end of the <laughs> show so stay tuned for that you are listening to Saturday Morning Rewind with Tim and Gary I am a superstar a super duper nova star that's what I am I'm exploding with talent I love that line. That's I okay. don't care what anyone says. <laughs> okay, when before the downfall and before becoming Discovery Family, the hub was Hasbro and Discovery's big thing a few years ago. Mm-hmm. They picked up everything that we love, whether it was light, they had Alf, they had they had everything. They started running Tiny Tunes and Animaniacs, and they used that the exploding with talent line as bumpers for in and out of the show. And I've just, I've always just loved that. Ugh. Yeah. That's a great one. So let's get yeah. into tiny tunes a little bit. Um, Gary, we'll start with you. What, what really drew you to Joe and to tiny tunes? Um, well, I mean, you know, it's arguable that Daffy is the best character in the Looney Tunes universe. Like for me, there's like, you know, there's the primary characters like a uh, Bugs Bunny or a Buster Bunny. And I've never really gravitated towards the lead characters. And, um, I know Plucky and Daffy are pretty much lead as well, but there's still something secondary about them that, uh, has always sort of captivated me. And, uh, just the, the sheer ridiculousness of both of those characters and how completely full of themselves they are and how charming that still somehow is. The interesting thing about the Looney Tunes characters and the Tiny Tunes characters is none of them, I mean, Gary, you say that Daffy and Plucky are, are somewhat secondary, and you're right, they they kind of are, but that's because of their personalities. It's not yeah. because of the producers or the directors or anybody wanting to bill them below everybody. You look at the Looney Tunes characters, they all had equal billing, because let's face right. it, the majority of them are all Mel Blanc, except for when June Foray pops in as Witch Hazel or whatever else. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Plucky and Buster and Bab. I mean, Babs was the only one that like I didn't dis. I never disliked Babs, but I remember as a ten-year-old in 1990 when this first came on, I was like, Babs Bunny. What was Babs Bunny? Because I don't ever remember. I mean, you know, you had the the whole Chuck Jones thing with the whole witch hazel and bugs, and witch hazel turns into this hot rabbit at the end. You know, I had the whole cartoon there, but. Yeah. Like I don't ever remember there being a female rabbit separate from Bugs because 
But Bugs is always dressing in drag and doing the hula. I mean, he mm-hmm. just is. That's just the way the Bugs Bunny was. Um, so Babs was a little bit of an anomaly to me at first. Um, but I mean, Buster and Plucky and, and Montana Max and Elmira, even though she's the most annoying one out of them all. Uh, no, she, she is. Yeah, she is. Um, but no, Tiny Toons as a kid, I watched that show endlessly. But Joe is plucky. I, you know, you, t- you t- t- take a look at Hollywood plucky. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. It, it, it's <laughs> it's almost like plucky Shaggy and Hampton Scooby. It really is in that episode, and just all the cameos they got in that. Well, that's that's funny. You would say Hampton is Scooby in that because <laughs> Don Messick <laughs> Obvi- was both. Yeah, obviously <laughs> yes. But I mean, yeah. but, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just oh my god. And I think part of Plucky's strength, and I was going to mention this earlier, is the dynamic between him and Hampton. That's that's mm-hmm. so much fun. But Tim, what's your take on Plucky? Well, I was going to play a little bit of audio to go with okay. mine. But uh, to sum it up, pretty much, uh, Tiny Toons, I was also 10 when it came out. And that was my all-time favorite cartoon when I was 10 years old. And ask anybody I grew up with, I would just blab, 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 just talk Tiny Toons all the time. And Plucky was my favorite character on the show. Mm. So I really gravitated towards Plucky and uh, later found out who it was Joe voicing it. And uh, and like you said, I think my favorite characters on Looney Tunes is also Daffy Duck. So to find out that Joe did Plucky and later on did Daffy. <laughs> and honestly, I think da- I think his version of Daffy is my favorite past Mel. No, I can agree. Oh, most definitely agree with that. I mean, you know, I... <laughs> I don't know when you're going to put this online, but I actually stole your idea and I recorded a 22-minute episode with my other buddies, Doug and Neil, and we actually did a little thing in in remembrance of Joe. And um, I, I mentioned in that that next to Mel, Joe is the only one that does Daffy Justice. Yeah, exactly. That does yeah. the classic yeah. Daffy Justice. Um, everybody else that's done it, they're great voice actors. They have great interpretations of it, but it still really isn't isn't Daffy. And I think that's not because of the voices. It's not because of the voice actors. It's more so because of the personality. Whomever. Huh? To me, it's kind of the personality of, of Daffy as well. well he, it, he puts that in there. It, yeah, but it depends on the right. It depends on the writing. Depends on the, the way the show is. Um, in your Aleski interview from a year ago. He briefly mentions the Looney Tunes show, and he just couldn't get past that 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 notion of putting them in a house and uh, and giving them neighbors and blah 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 blah. And the thing about Daffy is he started out wacky, you know, back you know back in the classics. He started out wacky, crazy Daffy, and then they turned. I don't know if it was Clampett or if it was Jones or whoever it was. Might have been Frizz. They turned him to what his now classic character, you know, you know, all selfish and everything else, you know, me, 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 uh, um, and uh, I mean that has always been Daffy to me, and that's what Daffy was in Tiny Toons, and that's what Plucky is. I mean, Plucky is not as selfish as Daffy, but I think that in certain iterations of Looney Tunes, since Tiny Toons, and since. Um, Back in action and all that. Uh, have you seen it yet? <laughs> no, no, I haven't. Not. Uh, <laughs> um, I think since those, 
they've turned the selfish meter on Daffy way, way up. And it's not making you want to root for that character yeah, anymore. I can see that. That makes sense. So I wanted to play my first clip of audio from my interview with Joe from a year ago. Um, here I am telling him a little story about my childhood. When I was 10 years old, around 1990, 1991-ish, um, I used to carry around this huge old tape recorder with a, with a microphone to it. And I used to record my favorite cartoon characters on TV. And at that point, seriously, Plucky Duck was my favorite character on TV at that point. So I would interview... I do have great taste. <laughs> so I would I would record Plucky Duck and go back to my bedroom and then I had another tape recorder there where I would pretend to interview Plucky Duck and I would edit in my questions and then edit in Plucky's responses from the cartoon episode uh -huh. and then here I am today actually interviewing Plucky Duck <laughs> yes well aren't you lucky <laughs> In the meantime, all the girls out in the audience are saying, "Oh, isn't Tim cute?" I know. <laughs> Excuse me. So, uh, well, look, Tim, if you can't say anything nice about somebody, just shut up, will you, please? <laughs> yeah, if there's one thing I really remember about the interview is that Joe kept me laughing the whole time. Mm -hmm. And the, you know, it, it always amazes me in the, in the seven years I've done this, all the people I've interviewed, uh, specifically with the voice actors, because. I always identify with the characters. I'm one of those people that if I, if I see someone on a te television show, cartoon, movie, whatever, I identify with their work, not them. Them is separate. Them is their personal – like the whole thing today of, oh, oh my god, we must know. Is Gwyneth pregnant? Is is Robert Downey Jr.? Is Iron Man drunk again? Is, I don't care about – I don't care what any of these people – do in their personal life as long as they give me a good performance in whatever it is that I'm enjoying. And it's one of those things where I always identified with the character more than the actual personal life of an actor. Mm -hmm. So I just don't get the fascination with trying to figure out, you know, all that stuff. It's just crazy. Uh, but Joe was one of those stand-up guys. He... Honestly, his Duck Dodgers is probably the only I, I know Mel did Duck Dodge. They they did several Duck Dodgers yeah. shorts in the olden days, but I mean Mel uh, Joe's was a, a serialized episode, you know, a serialized series. It was a whole series based on the character, based in that universe. And it was great, but with Tiny Tunes, what Joe did I mean, he made Plucky essentially he listened to Doc Brown and he thought fourth dimensionally and he turned Plucky into a fourth dimensional character. And I have a little piece of audio to go kind of with that too, to where he, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have the name Plucky Duck. It'd be Mucky Duck. And so here's him talking about that. Tell me about Tiny Toons. I mean, what was voicing Plucky like? I mean, I hear you even gave him the name Plucky Duck. I did. Um, when they first came to me, the name in the script and, uh, on the sides was Mucky Duck. Wow. And uh, I looked at that and I said, uh, okay, I guess they don't like this character very much. <laughs> right? Maybe he's the villain of the piece uh, yeah, or something. Yeah. But then when I caught uh, a whiff of what the character was really all about, and I was at the uh, callback stage, they said to me, by the way, uh, do you like the character? I said, yeah, yeah, I like it all except the name. 
They said, what's wrong with the name? I said, it's just off-center a little bit. He's not a dark, dirty character like the word muck implies. What he is is courageous and a little nuts, and uh, what you'd really like to do is get your hands on him and pluck all his feathers out. <laughs> Call him plucky. And they said, oh, okay, good idea. So next thing I knew, like the next hour, it was plucky duck. And thank you for that. I don't know if I'd like Mucky Duck at all. No. That's not a very good name. The only way ducks should ever be a muck is if they're, you know, if Bugs is trying to, you know, destroy their lives and duck a muck. (laughs) (laughs) So you mentioned, I guess we can pretty much sum up Tiny Toons that we all loved it. And and I think Joe, well, Charlie, I love Charlie too. But uh, mm-hmm. Joe definitely made Tiny Toons a little more enjoyable. Yep, agreed. So that kind of brings me to, I, I think I want to play the, the Bob Bergen interview that I did a couple of days ago where he just talked about Joe. Um, I reached out to him, and he said he'd love to chat a little bit about Joe. So here's my interview with Bob Bergen. Hey, Toomsters, this is Buster Bunny. No relation to Babs Bunny. We interrupt your regularly scheduled program to bring you this very important interview from Saturday Morning Rewind. Did you know Joe very well? You know, I didn't, I mean, outside the studio, no. But I worked with him a couple of million times. Yeah. So, you know, we did uh, tons of movies and series and commercials and whatnot together. But outside the booth, no. I don't know if anybody really close to him outside of work tell me what experience you had with joe what was he like in the studio um you know joe like me was just so passionate about these these characters you know passionate about all of his characters but you know i think both of us had just a very special place in our heart for uh, mel blank and the looney tunes and um i met joe actually before mel died he he came out here Gosh, I think in like the mid to late 80s. And uh, um, I think Bill Scott and June Foray uh, encouraged him to move out here. And uh, Bill and June and I were all with the same agent, Don Pitts. Mm. And Don represented Joe as well at that time. Um, so, you know, Joe was just trying to get his feet wet and he was doing, um, you know, stand up, mostly stand up at that time. And uh, I think he got uh, out of this world which was a sitcom. I think he got that before he got uh, Looney Tunes. And, um, you know, we both wanted very, very badly to be a part of this, uh, this franchise. And uh, the first project to come along after Mel passed away was Tiny Toon Adventures, and he got yeah. cast as Plucky on that. That was my first job doing Porky Pig. Oh, okay. And, and, and Tweety. So we kind of got into the franchise about the same time, but... You know, he created the part of Plucky Duck mm-hmm. for Tiny Toon Adventures, so he was kind of, his foot was already in the door at Warner Brothers. Do you have any, like, stories at all, anything that comes to mind when thinking of, thinking back about Joe? I can tell you the only, the, the, it, people, you know, since Joe passed away, this is the question everybody's asking me. Uh-huh. And other than being a brilliant um, actor, um, you know, our chemistry on Duck Dodgers was just impeccable. <laughs> one of my, one of my, um, regrets on duck dodgers is that we never got to play with the guest stars and we had some amazing guest stars from from brian wilson to macy gray and we never got to play with them because our you know daffy and porky or dodgers and cadet were so you know 
present and prominent in the half hour. They needed us separate. But we had great chemistry together. Yeah, you guys sure did. It really, really showed in that show. It's an amazing show, too. But I will tell you this, and it's kind of sad, you know, considering that Joe passed away from lung cancer. But, uh, you know, I used to go to work. We're talking about the early 90s, both Joe and Greg Burson. Greg was Bugs. Joe was Daffy. They smoked. And these were the days where people smoked inside the studio. Yeah. And I would go to the studio, and I could barely see through the smoke, and I'd say to the producers, Joe and Greg were here first, weren't they? And they'd say, <laughs> yeah, they were. Look, i gotta, I got to record first. I can't breathe. Wow. <laughs> I, am not, I am not a smoker. And even if it's just the remnants of, but early, early on, that was my, my, my memory of working with these guys is that, okay, I'm the non-smoker. Please record me first. Yeah. That's actually kind of a sad story, but, you know, we got to look back at it and, and use humor to, to feel better, you know, in, in sad oh, times Oh, listen, like Mel, Mel Blanc smoked. And when I was yeah. a kid, I crashed a recording session to watch him work, and the guy would sit in one hand with, with a cigarette. In the other hand, he'd have oxygen, and he kept going back and forth. That's just so, crazy. you know, you've got it. There's, there's, it's a different era. It's a different time, and you, gotta, you do have to have a sense of humor. I am a firm believer that you get through tragedy with, with, with comedy. Exactly, me too. Yep. And actually, that's, that's why I started this show, Saturday Morning Rewind, because my father passed away. And I needed something to do, and I started watching these old car cartoons again and reflecting on my childhood, because I had an amazing childhood with cartoons, my dad and everything. He was, like, my best friend growing up. Mm -hmm. And um, watching these cartoons, like, man, this is, like, therapy. And so I started the podcast because I wanted to talk to, you know, have you guys be my therapist. Yeah, I hear that a lot. I hear that a lot when I go to Comic-Cons and, and whatnot, that, uh, you know... Um, animation escape cartoons yep, yep. and i don't know how old you are but you know i'm i'm of the age where the only cartoons we had were on saturday morning yep i'm 35 and occasional you know syndicated cartoons but way before the days of 24-hour networks oh, yeah. and oh, disney yeah. channels and whatnot and you know i i could not wait to wake up on saturday morning and pour myself a bowl of cat and crunch and have it cut the roof <laughs> of my mouth while i watched underdog that's exactly my experience i'm 35 so i'm, I'm younger than you are but you're miles younger than me <laughs> By the same exact experience. We didn't have cable growing up, so we, yeah, I grew up Saturday mornings. That was my cartoon yeah. time. Of course, we have you know stuff like DuckTales and, and, and Chippendale in the afternoons on the weekdays, but mainly the weekends was my, my getaway. That's right. So, so thank you for being part of my getaway. That's all my pleasure. <laughs> all right, Bob. Yeah, that's pretty much all I wanted to ask you, just to get a couple you know experiences of, of, of Joe. Because he was – I had him on the show about a year and a half ago, so this is my first time actually having somebody on my show who passed away. So I kind of wanted to give him a nice little send off. How was he doing then? He was great. No, I, yeah. I, I re-listened to it just last week to to grab some audio from it because I'm gonna play a little bit of audio from it, and uh, he was great. I don't think I've seen Joe for maybe six years. Wow. Um, I'd heard a couple of weeks ago. I got a maybe two three weeks ago. I got a note from a mutual friend that he was really not doing well, but I also heard that he was working on. He, he narrated some documentary series. Uh, up until a, uh, not too long before he passed away. So, and he moved to New York a while ago too. So I, I just, I haven't worked with him or seen him in a very, very long time. Yeah. That's, that reminds me a lot of the story of Mel, you know, working up to the point he pretty much died. Oh, Mel was worked doing a car commercial when he mm -hmm. had a cough and his son said, let me take you to the hospital. Yep. So yeah, you know, the bottom line is we're blessed to be able to do what we love. And as long as you can walk and talk, you can keep working. Um, the nice thing is that the stuff that we do stays around forever. Exactly. 
And do you have any closing words for Joe? Um, yeah, you know what? He's right now. There's a he's got a great group of peers up there from Dawes. To, I studied with Dawes for ten years. Dawes is up there. Don is up there. Um, Lucille Bliss, Mel. Man, there's some some great stuff happening. I both in the booth and trust me, the lobby has a lot of laughs too. Hey, Tombsters, Flint here from G.I. Joe. I can't bring up the laser threat weapon system. Lady J, get your battle gear on, because Cobra's on their way. And we gotta get out of here. And now, back to the show with Tim and Gary. Yo, Joe! Thanks, Bob, for coming on. That's really great that he was able to talk to me about that. I kind of went on a tirade earlier about Real life versus my point with that was I never would know when I was doing interviews what because most of the time, you know, we hear the voices of the characters. We don't hear the person's real voice. I mean, I think Rob Paulson's kind of like the exception since he sometimes uses his real voice yeah. in higher, lower pitches. But when I listened to your interview with Joe, I wasn't I, I, I'd never heard anything with him. No, before. no. I never ne- never saw anything with there. There, there wasn't any. When the Tiny Toons DVDs came out, there wasn't any real special features with any of the voice cat because back then or whenever, it just wasn't anything like that. So I wasn't sure what to expect. To And basically, he sounds like just a slightly lower pitch of Plucky is is his real <laughs> – no, seriously, is yeah. his real voice. It, it, it's a – his – Joe's real voice was – just a little bit softer than Plucky because Plucky's kind of, you know, all the way up here. And Joe's kind of like just down lower than that. Well, kind of, kind of jumping to Bob's point that he made in the uh, interview with him. Um, I reached out to several voice actors, pretty much any that I could think of that have worked with him. And, um, for the most part, they all had the same response that they didn't really know him outside of, uh, the recording studio. Um, but everybody had nice things to say, just not much. Well, it's um, kind of like Corey Burton. People say that they don't really know Corey Burton too well either, but he's been in right. everything they do. Yeah. I, it's the same thing with Frank Welker. I mean, you know, you, you know, you look at Frank, and Frank is one of those guys that he likes his anonymity. Of course, you know, yeah. 30 years ago when we were kids, when, you know, he was Megatron, no one, I mean, sure, you can... You know, try to pause your VCR if you recorded an episode of Transformers Generation One or whatever else to see the names. But no one, as kids, we didn't know who Peter Cullen was. We didn't know who Frank. We just knew again, you know, their work versus their life. You know, we paid attention to their work because that's what they were giving us on television. And Frank, from what I know, from what I've heard from several people that 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 have talked to Frank in the last. 10, 15 years, he, he's a guy that likes his anonymity. And I bet Joe, and I can't say this for certain, but I'm betting Joe is that, you know, he went in, he did the work. You can hear in your, in your interview, Tim, he absolutely loved doing work. He had an absolute, it wasn't like he was just going, it wasn't like he was going to a dead end office job. It wasn't like he was, you know, it wasn't like he was, um, he was office spacing it. Not at all. But, you know, you go in, you do the work, you go home and you have your own life outside of the work. And that I'm betting is the way Joe was with Frank. I think it was at last, I think it was last year. I think it was a 20, yeah, it was 2015. First time Frank Welker had ever been to a BotCon. 
Yep. Yeah. And he, he didn't he assumed that no one as far as what I've heard, he had assumed that no one would want him there, whatever else. Even though we all <laughs> love Frank Welker as 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 Megatron, whatever else. When he went there, he you know, he he had said in several uh, in several of the panels that I've seen online that, oh hey, you know, this is a great place, absolutely love it. That you know, this and anything, everything else. So, you know like like Bob said in, in your little mini interview there, you know, with the whole, you know, Mel and 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 Joe and everybody smoking and stuff, it was a different time back in Mel's days. It was a different time in Frank's original days of, of doing Megatron. And, you know, the, once they're in that mindset, once anyone's in any mindset, you tend to generally not change it. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, Joe was just... He was one of those guys you can count on for anything to do with the Looney Tunes after Mel passed. Mm-hmm. You could count on a performance that was very Mel-like, but still had Joe's own spin on it. Let's go back real quick, and I put together a medley of uh, some of his voices along with some music. So let's go ahead and take a listen to that. Just a cotton-tailed menudo. You can't pull this show off without me. I am Plucky Duck. I'm a swashbuckler! Ooh, Harry, Thrush, God! Superhero? Up, up, and up some more! A romantic lead? Ah, you gorgeous hunk of duck! Let me take you away from all this and back to my place. about Hillary Clinton. Yeah, what Bugs Bunny thinks about Hillary Clinton, I think that she's uh, probably got as good a shot at the presidency as Elma Fudd does. Oh, ranch life's clouded your brain, old man. Remember when we were kids? You bet I wouldn't last a week at the ranch. Made it all the way to September. You were on bed rest. I broke my leg getting off the bus. Greetings, Earthling. Are you ready? Uh, ready for what? To play Who Wants to Be a Martianaire? I want to go home. Is that your final answer? Yeah, I can do, I say I do fog hong, leg hong, yes, whenever they ask me. <laughs> Pay attention, son. <laughs> Two 
two skunks must not fight over moi. Skunks? It is so unmademoiselle-like. Listen, I, I know how it looks, but you've got it all wrong. I'm not a skunk. May love can never be wrong. Well, what do you know? He fell for it. I guess I owe you five bucks. I think when you go to the movies, you should learn something. Thank you, Joe, for all those incredible voices. Yeah. And it's great kind of, you know, to, to your point earlier, Mike, where you were talking about the authenticity of, of his characters. I feel like that cl- those clips, like, they're the closest those characters have ever sounded um, and may ever sound to the mm-hmm. originals. The only other one that I think is closest to Mel besides Joe, and it's only in one instance is Jeff Bergman when he did Blooper Bunny in 1991. Mm-hmm. I, I can watch Blooper Bunny over and over and over and over again. I love <laughs> that thing. I even have, I think I have the full audio from it, and I even have the, um, I actually cut out of it, you smug son of a, <laughs> I just love that. <laughs> um, in the original... One of the original Marvin the Martian cartoons uh, back in the day. The Kaboom. There was supposed to be a, a giant. Where's the Kaboom? Yeah, I, lo- yeah. I, I, know, I know that was Mel back then, but yeah. oh God, I just, I love, I love Marvin. I love Marvin saying that line. Marvin's a great underrated character, I think. Yeah. Okay, so now I want to get to the point to where we uh, play those voicemails that I asked people to call in for. And uh, so hopefully you guys hear your own voices, not you guys, because you guys are here right now talking to me live. <laughs> <laughs> so here's those voicemails. Kumbaya! Hey, this is Eat the Cat, and you've reached the voicemail of Saturday Morning Rewind. So leave a message after the beep, and remember, it never hurts to help. Hi, this is Greg Berg calling in. Just to give a line about the late Joe Alasky, a fellow voice talent that I came across being also a voice talent. And I was really sad to hear that we had lost him recently. He was a very great voice talent as far as mimicker and uh, creating characters. And that's kind of what I've done over the years. Uh, He was quite a few years ahead of me, but I did look up to him as he created various impersonations and new characters. And I had the opportunity to meet him a number of times. And most recently when I last met him, he was at a supermarket and I happened to have a stuffed plucky duck character uh, doll that he happened to be the voice of and I just kind of thought okay I'll give it to him in case he's a collector of his various characters and I said here you go Joe this is for you he says no you want me to sign this for you I said well not in particular I was just there to give it to you but he signed it to me and now I am still in possession with it and um, I posted it up on my Facebook 
sight uh, just to uh, out of respect for him and that I'm thinking about him and uh, as far as the type of guy he was uh, he knew exactly what he was doing with his voices in which a lot of us who do impressions and uh, sound alikes matches and various original characters because at one time we were talking and he was explaining to me the difference that there definitely is a difference between the Sylvester voice and the Daffy Duck voice, which he filled in for doing for Mel Blanc after Mel passed on. And he didn't do it as an instructional to me. He was just saying, and and Daffy talks like this with the uh, slur, but then Sylvester talks like this with a frontal slur. And uh, uh, it was amazing to hear how his mind works, concentrating on the difference between such uh, characters that were already established and how he picked up and how to do them. So uh, I I will miss him. I uh, really respected his work because he did know how to do the voice placements properly with it because there are so many people out there now that tried to copy doing different voices, but they are missing a component or two. And uh, Joe sure knew how to do it and did it well. Thank you, and uh, God rest in peace to you, Joe Lasky. Hey, Tim, and everyone at Saturday Morning Rewind. This is Christina. Um, well, Joe Alaski has asked, and it's very sad, and, you know, the best part about, well, the legacy he left behind is that we were able to hear a successor voice of the late, great Mel Blanc. And since Alaski is known for, like, playing Daffy and Plucky in particular, I think as unfortunate as his loss was, the best part about his life is that he was able to leave behind a voice that we all grew to love. Everyone here, especially in my generation, grew up with Plucky. And later on, we got to see him play Daffy in Duck Dodgers, which is one of my favorite performances that he's done. But yeah, I'm very saddened that he's gone, but at least his voice especially as who he plays will still live on. So, Tim and everyone else at Saturday Morning Rewind, this is Christina. All right. Bye. So, yes, this is TJ Garvin just calling in to leave my thoughts on the recent passing of Mr. Joe Alaska. Um, I've always been a huge fan of Joe Alaska. Plucky Duck is my favorite character on Tiny Toons. I love Marvin the March, and I love Tweety Bird. I love how he played those characters. And I just thought he was really such an amazing talent. Um, the thing that people often take for granted is that um, when Ned Blake plays these characters, when he gave Bud plenty of voice, when he gave Daffy Duck a voice, when he gave all those characters a voice, there was really no wrong way to do it. There was really no wrong way for him to do Bugs Bunny, because back then, he was the only person who did Bugs Bunny. But with someone like Joe Lasker, he was doing impressions of these characters and has to sort of recreate them to live up to Mel Blanc's standard. I think that really speaks to how difficult the gap he had and how he, for him to excel as well as he did, it just really speaks to his talent. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely going to miss him. I've never been this sad over a celebrity passing. 
ever in my life. So, yeah, we're going to miss you, Joe. Hello, I'm Jane Smith from Williston, North Dakota. I just heard about Joe Alaski's passing, and I think it's just terrible. I really enjoyed his version of uh, Plucky Duck and uh, Duck Dodgers. In fact, I think he was a pretty good Daffy Duck. Uh, it's a shame about him passing. And uh, to the guys at Saturday Morning Rewind, I think you're doing a great job. And continue on. Thank you. Hi, um, my name's Nikhail Edwards, and um, what can I say about Mr. Joe Alasky? Well, he was, all I can say is he was the absolute best person that Warner Brothers has today that replicated the male blank voices of all the Looney Tunes characters so perfectly. I mean... I've heard interviews with him, like on your show and also on uh, Stu's show, hosted by Stu Showstack. Um, And you can tell that his dedication to get the voices absolutely perfect and correct was just the craftsmanship of him creating, uh, or not creating, but uh, just getting it perfectly down as to what Mel Blanc had created in the first place and owning up to that legacy is just absolutely unbelievable and so beautiful that there are still people out there that believe in carrying on the nostalgia from almost 80 years ago. I have been a fan of Joe Alasky since I've been alive. I'm only 18. Um, excuse me, 19, forgot my age. Uh, <laughs> and uh, because his Bugs Bunny is the Bugs Bunny that I'm familiar with, although I'm I'm always going to be familiar with Mel Blanc's Bugs Bunny, but his he is the new Bugs Bunny. And uh, all I can say is, is that we love you, Joe, and we hope you're making them all laugh up there in heaven. And God bless you. Hello, this is Zachary Hamaser from Buffalo, New York. I want to give my respects. Joe Lasky inspired me into voice acting at a very early age. I always felt that the, the spirit of Mel Blanc was in all of his Lincoln character voices. And he wasn't just the voice, but also the soul of the character. Joe's original Plucky Duck was like an idol me growing up in the 90s. And his Daffy Duck was always the best and funniest to me. I really love when he sang Hello Goodbye as Daffy and the Looney Tunes Beatles was back in the 90s. Thanks again for all the laughs, Joe. You will be greatly missed. Thank you. Hi, this is Andre. Uh, I remember seeing Joe Alasky uh, several years ago on an old show in the 80s called Out of This World where uh, the mother and an alien had gotten married and the mother had a baby who was half alien, half a human who could freeze time. And Joe Alasky was the uncle to the uh, child. And um, I didn't know that he was an impressionist, but um, when Entertainment Tonight did a segment on Tiny Toon, where he played, of course, Plucky a Duck, that's when I realized that he could do voices as well and that he had pretty much kind of taken, one was one of Mel Blanc's successors, 
and was taking the mantle of Sylvester Tweedy, Bugs and Daffy, and several other of the characters, Wiley Coyote as well, I think, at one point. So that's how I remember Joe, and that's how I got to know who he was. So um, thanks a lot, Joe, for keeping the legacy of the Looney Tunes alive through these past several decades after Mel, uh, and we'll miss you. Thanks. it's it's great to hear from all those people on, on the voicemails it's it's great to know that that Joe really did affect a lot of people's lives uh, when it came to duck Dodgers and him doing Daffy <laughs> If you guys, you guys have to go back and try to find that. I, I've been meaning to ask Rob if he knows exactly where it is. That one of the very first Talking Tunes episodes that Rob Paulson did, one of the very first few of them, he got Bob Bergen on there, and Bob tells the story of how he basically looked up Mel's wife's name in the phone book, called her up, and said, "You know, I'd like your husband's." Job. He doesn't. Yeah. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but I'd like to be the voice of blah blah blah. In that Rob Paulson podcast, he actually walks the listeners of the podcast through how to voice Porky. Yep. He ba- basically gives us a lesson in how to become Porky Pig, and I just thought that was just so cool. And I wish before Joe had passed that he was able to do a few more uh, yeah. podcast in- interviews. You know, I think we've covered a lot of, of a lot of you know his his body of work but i do want to say thank you to all the people who called and left voicemails um we could talk about just the three of us we could talk about joe alaski until we're blue in the face but hearing from other people like people who looked up to him and idolized him as much as us if not more um because i learned things from the voicemails that i didn't even know um and it's just thank you guys thank you for doing that and um i i was i was a big fan of um Joe's and whenever he took over as uh, Grandpa Lou in, in Rugrats All Grown Up, which there was a brief little clip of that um, in the uh, clips that we played, uh, I thought that he was so funny and so natural, um, replacing, I cannot remember who played the character originally, but he replaced him so well, and I, there's just not enough positive things I can really say about Joe. Well, for me, I, I kind of want to end it here on a, on, a, on a, I guess, happy, but kind of a sad note. Um Usually this is a part of my interviews where I ask the celebrity to um, end the podcast in one of my favorite characters. And when I interviewed him, this... So I guess this is, we're going to end it here. So, Mike, I, I want to thank you for coming on. Real quick, you, there, if you, if you want... There's one quick bit of trivia I want to give you okay, guys. Okay. One more that no one had had mentioned yet. Did you know he voiced President Nixon in Forrest Gump? I, yeah, yeah, I did, actually. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, when That's I was awesome. going through to pull the audio, I was trying to find the audio from that, but I couldn't get it. <laughs> you should have you should have looked on Netflix. Forrest Gump is still on Netflix. Oh yeah, it's true. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's 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 pretty great. I love that. <laughs> yep. So Mike, um give people where they can find you again. Uh it's geekcastradio.com. If you want to interact with me, you can do so on Twitter at TFG1Mike. 
Um, head on over to Geekcast Radio. We've got a whole bunch of slew of content. We're currently doing our third annual GCRN Awards. It's basically you go over right now, as of this recording, go over to the website, click the little banner at the top. You can go down and cycle through all the votes. You can vote for movies, music, TV, video games, comics, that kind of stuff. You can also vote on several of our podcasts. Like we have a category for core podcasts and a category for review podcasts. And you just vote for your favorite one. I do anywhere from 10 to 20 different actual full-on podcasts with the network. So our movie podcast, our cartoon podcast, our comic podcast. I do a uh, gem review podcast that's about to wrap up. I I do a whole bunch of stuff, so I'm I'm crazy like that. Um, (laughs) But yeah, geekcastradio.com. Go check it out. Like I said, usually this is when I ask the voice actor to close out the episode and one of the characters. So I'm going to replay... The, the time that I interviewed him. So here's the ending of that interview. All right. So that's about it, Tim. I thank you very much. No, no, it's been my pleasure. Can I have you close the episode as a plucky duck? Hey, you know, I hardly did any voices for you at all. That's true. Oh, of course I will. All right, listen, Toonsters. You just stay nice and happy and green and do your homework and then watch cartoons, okay? Then I'll be happy. Thanks for listening to Saturday Morning Rewind. Please check them out on Facebook and Twitter. And that's all, folks.